And I want to start today by telling you something that happened a few Christmases ago that is burned into my memory. John and I were in a hurry packing up to go away for the holidays and I had decided that I wanted the house to be perfect. This year, I was going to come home to a perfect house, not a whole lot of Christmas mess. So I unpacked the tree, I got it put away, I packed out all the decorations and I threw everything out that I would normally have left out, including all the Christmas cards that I usually keep. But while we were away on holiday, I was sitting there on the beach and I suddenly had this realization. Will had been given a $100 note by his grandparents for Christmas, but what had he done with it? So I went in to Will and I said, Will, what have you done with that money from your grandparents? And he said he left it in the card that they gave him. This is the same card that I had put in the rubbish bin in a hurry. What would you have done? Well, when we got home, I made the executive decision that someone needed to find that money. I made John try to find it in the rubbish. Yep, he took one for the team. It wasn't pretty. In fact, it was awful. Once you start to go through a wheelie bin, like that is a place you do not want to be. And as we were digging deep in that bin, we didn't unearth the cards and we certainly didn't unearth the sighting of the $100 bill. We got halfway through the bin when we gave up. The $100 was just not really worth it. But the price that John was paying was just too high for what we were gonna get. We just had to replace Will's money. We weren't prepared to go any deeper, but some things are worth going deeper for. And today, we're continuing our series, Accept All Cookies, about finding a deep relationship with Jesus in the age of shallow. And I wanna to talk today about Simon Peter, because Simon Peter, is one of the first people who was asked by Jesus to leave the shallows and go out deeper. This is what I wanna to talk to you about today and it will completely determine the kind of life that we live. I wanna to read to you from Luke chapter five, starting off in verse one today. It says this, One day, as Jesus was preaching on the shore of the Sea of Galilee, great crowds pressed in on him to listen to the word of God. He noticed two empty boats at the water's edge, for the fishermen had left them and were washing their nets. Stepping into one of the boats, Jesus asked Simon, its owner, to push it out into the water. So he sat in the boat and taught the crowds from there. When he had finished speaking, he said to Simon, now go out where it is deeper and let down your nets to catch some fish. Master, Simon replied, we worked hard all last night and didn't catch a thing. But if you say so, I'll let the nets down again. And this time, the nets were so full of fish that they began to tear. A shout for help brought their partners in the other boat, and soon both boats were filled with fish and on the verge of sinking. When Simon Peter realized what had happened, he fell to his knees before Jesus. He said, oh Lord, please leave me. I'm too much of a sinner to be around you, for he was awestruck by the number of fish they had caught, as were the others that were with him. His partners, James and John, the sons of Zebedee, were also amazed. Jesus replied to Simon, don't be afraid. From now on, you'll be fishing for people. And as soon as they landed, they left everything and followed Jesus. You know, see, we see in this passage that Simon had been fishing all night long. 
And suddenly he's, he's finishing up his day and Jesus and this noisy crowd have turned up on his beach. Simon's tired. He's busy washing the nets. He's finishing his tasks. He's done all this work. He didn't get any fish to show for it. He caught nada, not one little fishy fish. There was known to be no fish burger for dinner. But Simon was done. He was signing off. It was home time. He was just thinking about having some nice bread because he didn't get the fish, maybe some goat's cheese and some time getting reacquainted with his pillow. <laughs> but Jesus comes along and this is, does what Jesus does and disrupts his plan. What Simon didn't understand was that purpose was going to trump pillow. And look, that's what I say to myself every morning when my alarm goes off, purpose trumps pillow. See, Jesus needed somewhere to preach to the crowd and he'd seen that Simon's boat was right there. It was perfect. So Jesus says, Simon, push out into the water. Jesus has found his pulpit and it's Simon's boat. Simon is stuck in the boat with Jesus. He has to listen to the preacher and look happy about it. But instead of just going along with it, he actually begins to listen to what Jesus is saying. He hasn't met him before. He hasn't seen him before. Jesus doesn't look like anything special, but there is something about him and something about the words that he's saying that begins to speak to Simon's heart. What's interesting about this passage is that we don't actually know how long Jesus spoke for that day. We don't know what Jesus taught all the crowds that had gathered to hear him. While we don't know, what Jesus taught the crowds, we do know what Jesus said to Simon. And I think it means that that's important for us to hear. When he's finished speaking to all the crowds, Jesus simply says to Simon, now go out where it is deeper. Simon's a little bit reluctant when Jesus says that. And he's saying, is this gonna make a difference? You know, I've already been out, I didn't get any fish. This could just be a waste of time. But for some reason he does it. Today, I want you all wherever you are to say, go out deeper with me. Come on, all together, go out deeper. One more time, I wanna hear you say it, go out deeper. This is what Jesus is saying to us today. Like Simon, we can be really reluctant to go when Jesus asks us to. And sometimes we don't even know why we feel reluctant. Is going deeper with Jesus worth the price? It is. It's a price we can't afford not to pay because going deeper is always vital for the development of our faith. In fact, in the book of Colossians, the whole theme is about this one thing, about talking about the fact that our faith, the roots of our lives need to go down deep into Christ. This is the greatest challenge in the age that we live in. It's just so easy to stay in the shallows and never venture out into the deep places with God. But we have to make a choice to accept and access everything God is just leave the shallows. When Peter goes out to the deep water, Jesus tells him, let down the nets. He has to obey what Jesus asks before he experiences more of who Jesus is. Maybe this is what we need to do in our lives. Let down our nets. Let down the defenses, the walls, the way that we see things and open up to doing things Jesus's way. That time, when Simon obeyed and threw the nets out, rather than coming up empty, they came up full of fish, full to the point where the nets were just about breaking under the weight of the fish. You know, it's the wrong time of the day for so many fish, I'm sure. Any fisherman will tell you, you don't really go out in the middle of the day to catch fish. But it was the biggest catch, probably, of Peter's whole life. It was a miracle in the deep that Peter would never have seen in the shallow water. He saw in that moment 
the supernatural power of God. God revealed more of who he was as Peter had trusted him and gone deeper with him. As he obeyed God, he had an increased knowledge of God. You know, those full nets that Peter had were a symbol of overflowing blessing. And that's exactly what Jesus does in our lives when we leave the shallows. He takes us to a point of overflowing blessing, of fullness, where we can't contain his blessing anymore, where we're full to bursting with what he places in our hearts and in our lives. You know, this miracle that takes place where Jesus' power is revealed, it immediately shifts things in Simon's thinking. It immediately changes the way he sees both Jesus and himself. See, verse five of our passage says this, it no longer refers to Simon as Simon, it says, when Simon Peter, when Simon Peter, this is the first time the word Peter, the name Peter comes in. When Simon Peter realized what had happened, he fell to his knees before Jesus. You see, what had happened was he had a revelation out in the deep of who Jesus is. That revelation began to alter his identity. He's now no longer being called Simon, he's being called Simon Peter. And that revelation of who Jesus was in the deep leads to the transformation that is he becomes who Christ is intending for him to be. The same thing happens in our lives. When we go out deep, when we have a revelation of Jesus, we begin to be changed on the inside of us. We get a new identity. That revealed power of God out there in the deep. The unveiled authority of Jesus causes him to see himself as he truly is. And sometimes this is why we don't want to go out to the deep because he realizes I'm too much of a sinner. But when he has the revelation of his unworthiness, Jesus doesn't push Simon away. And that's what's so amazing about our lives when we go out to the deep. Sometimes we don't want to go there because what's in us can be revealed, things that we've been hiding. But Jesus never pushes us away when we go out to the deep. Instead, he accepts us. And in fact, he ignites our calling because that's what he does for Peter. He ignites the calling that's on his life. And he says, follow me. You know, when we see Jesus, our lives take on an incredible clarity that we don't have if we don't go out deeper. Peter, after that moment with Jesus, he goes back to the shore, but he leaves everything behind, everything that had mattered to him. He steps out of the shallows and his heart is on fire and he follows Jesus. You know, the other interesting thing about this passage in Luke 5 that I've asked myself is why are we hearing about Simon's story? I mean, James and John are there. Why is the narrative of this passage not focusing on them? What is it about Simon that we need to hear? Well, what I know about Simon is that he was the pig-headed one. He was the stubborn one. It was Simon that was the hardest of hearing. Like what? He was the least likely to listen and the most self-made. Simon had made it on his own terms. Hey, I mean, Jesus needs him. He doesn't need Jesus. I mean, let's look at the situation. After all, Jesus is in his boat. It's his boat that Jesus has got in. Uh, does this sound like anyone that you know? Anyone that you see when you look in the mirror? I know that we can all be a bit stubborn like that. We can all be self-made and self-reliant. But this passage shows us that if God got through to Simon, he can do it for you and me. Because if even someone like Simon can experience this, then so can we. Jesus asks followers of him to go out where it's deeper, but many people are still living in the shallows. 
You know, for Jesus to cut through the noise in Peter's life, he had to leave the shore. The shores of our lives are where the crowd, it's just all that we hear. There's color and action and opinions, lots of opinions. But a life that's shallow is one where the influence and the allure of the crowd are what we value. We do what the crowd does. We hear the voice of the crowd. We focus on ourselves and our abilities, our talents. We, we look at all the surface measurements for our lives and we compare ourselves with others. There's a, on the shallows and on the shores, there's a never ending labyrinth of things that can fill our time. There's food, social media, TV, and even the addictions that we try to hide. There's this amazing woman that wrote this incredible quote that I wanna share with you today. Amy Julia Becker, she wrote this. We live in a world where it is easy to avoid the hard questions, ignore our own selfishness, to fill our days with busy but meaningless activity. We have constructed countless ways to avoid looking at the mess and brokenness within our souls. We stay in the shallows and our culture does because we want to avoid the dangerous truth that God is God and we are not. Deep calls to deep, but sometimes we long to stay in the shallows. Have you ever been swimming at the beach and you've swum a long way out from the shore? You're really far off, you're on, you can hardly see the beach. I like to do that, but it also scares me. It's quite scary when you go out that far because you can't even see, let alone feel, the ground beneath your feet. It's incredibly quiet. It's isolated and alone. But what you know is that under the surface, the water is teeming with life. Now, God's presence is just like that. It's like swimming in the ocean. His presence is immense, powerful, beautiful, and awe-inspiring. Psalm 42.7 says, Deep calls to deep in the roar of your waterfalls. All your waves and breakers have swept over me. You know, God wants us to experience him in the deep, to know more of him. But we won't experience that if we're staying in the shallows. The waves and the breakers won't break on us. We won't get to the depth that God wants to take us to if we don't follow him out beyond the shore. You know, to accept this deep work that God wants to do in us, we've got to move away from the shore and trust him. It's always going to take faith to go into the unknown. You know, it's always going to take faith to leave the shore behind, to leave what we have seen as our source of stability. But to leave it all behind is so important because we're no longer self-reliant. We come to this place, like Peter did, of humble dependence. And it's only out in the deep that we will experience the power, the truth, and the life that Jesus has for us. Peter and the disciples, when they went out to the deep, they experienced the miraculous power of Christ, and we can as well. You know, when they went out to the deep, they saw abundance. There was the oversupply of fish. There was wonder at the miraculous job that Jesus had done in their lives. Out there in the deep, the voice of God was ringing clear in their ears. There was a clarity to the revelation that he wanted to bring to them. It wasn't blocked out by a whole lot of other sounds. And out in the deep, whilst their own brokenness was revealed to them, and it was confronting to them as they had to face things in their lives and in their souls that they had stayed away from. At the same time as they faced those things, they experienced the perfect love and acceptance that is only found in Jesus Christ. They experienced a healing for their souls. They experienced a restored identity. 
and suddenly a whole world of new possibilities was open to them. You know what the disciples experienced when they went out deeper? We can too. The life that God has for us all, it's in the deep. That fullness of life, that joy, that freedom, that deliverance, that new day for us. I want to read to you what Jeremiah says about going into the deep. Jeremiah 17 says this, Blessed are those who trust in the Lord and have made the Lord their hope and confidence. They are like trees planted along a riverbank with roots that reach deep into the water. Such trees are not bothered by the heat or worried about long months of drought. Their leaves stay green and they never stop producing fruit. See, going deeper brings freshness into our lives. When we go deep, we become fruitful in every season. As we go deeper, we flourish. And remember that fruitfulness is the goal of our lives. Christ is looking at our lives that they will be fruitful. And this is the key. The deeper that we pursue the knowledge of God, the deeper that we go, we find this inner stability and security and fruitfulness that is there no matter what has happened. You see, there is drought for this tree. There is heat for this tree, but it doesn't matter because its roots have gone down deep. When we've been deeper like that, what we see in the natural doesn't matter because what is happening around us doesn't determine how we feel. You know, that's how Paul just was living in victory while he was in prison in chains. Paul, we writes in Ephesians, he's, he's captive in a prison and he's being persecuted because of his faith. But he doesn't write, I'm seated in my chains. Instead, he writes, we are seated in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. How could he write that? Because he was like the tree whose roots had gone down deep. He wasn't worried about heat and drought. He stayed fresh. He stayed green. He understood that he had a new perspective, that because he had gone beyond the circumstances, beyond how other people treated him, beyond his lack, he could see the position that he held in Christ. See, he saw a greater authority than the authorities that were holding him in a cell, and he was not bothered by his circumstances. Perhaps the most important thing that I want to say to us all today about going deeper and the reason that we need to go deeper is that there we experience an unparalleled love and God's love, God's love which ruins us for the shallows. I want to read to you what Paul wrote about this in Ephesians. In Ephesians 3, 17, he wrote, Christ will make his home in your hearts as you trust in him. Your roots will grow down into God's love and keep you strong. And may you have the power to understand, as all God's people should, how wide, how long, how high, and how deep his love is. May you experience the love of Christ, though it's too great to understand fully. Then you will be made complete with all the fullness of life and the power that comes from God. What a scripture. I'm telling you about this today for two reasons. First, because in my life, there have been times, many times, when I have gone out deeper. I'm not talking to you today about something that I haven't experienced or done. But what happened for me was when I began to leave the shallows, when I began to seek more of Jesus, I found that I felt like Peter. I saw his worthiness and my unworthiness. I began to weep and I began to cry. I went deeper for month upon month and I spent months in God's presence crying. But then one day, 
after many months that were just like that, just crying, just feeling the presence of Jesus, seeing my sin, my unworthiness, and seeing His grace. At one point, after going out there for months, suddenly there were no more tears. I had got to the end of me and the beginning of who I was in Christ. At that point, I'm telling you now, I experienced the most unexplainable and deep joy that filled me till I was bursting with it. I was filled with a joy so deep and so real, it could never be found in the shallows. But the other reason that I wanna talk about this today is just like each and every one of us, I find it easy to stay in the shallows. We all do. I have to continually pressure and push myself to go out deeper, to hear the voice of Jesus saying, go out deeper. If I choose to ignore that voice, if I choose to stay in the, in the shallows, then I am ignoring that the stress that I have in my life is actually unforgiveness. And that will only be dealt with in the deep. I'll be searching for rest and refreshing, trying to get green like that tree. I'm trying to find refreshing on the shores of Netflix. It's not gonna happen. I get caught in the noises around me just like everyone. I get caught up in shallow living. I need this message. You know why? Because I know going deeper is worth it. We have to get there. We just have to get there. 1 Corinthians 2.10 says, in the deep are God's secrets. It's worth us going out to the deep. There are things that will, He wants to reveal. Deep calls to deep. All your waves and breakers have come over me. If you want to check out 1 Corinthians 2, oh my goodness, it talks about what is revealed. The deep things of the Spirit are only going to be revealed to the, out in the deep. Do you know in your life what it is to go out deeper? I'm talking about it and I'm saying, you know, when we were fishing in the bin for the $100, it wasn't worth it. This is worth it. The price to get out deeper is worth it. It takes a bit of effort to row out from the shore. Some people might tell you, don't go fishing. The fish have dried up, but don't give up. Choose to go out deeper. Choose to push out from the shore. Be willing to expose everything that we are before God, to let God into our hurts, our brokenness, our thoughts, our heart, our life, and our future. What does Jesus want to say to you today when you're away from the noise of the shallows? I've written a prayer for us today, and I want to invite you to pray this prayer with me. I'm gonna read it aloud and the words will be on your screen. Why don't you join, it and join with me and say it along with me today if you desire to go deeper. God, I long for more than I can see. I want to know you more. I want to go out deeper. Lead me deeper into your presence. Reveal more of who you are. I pray I would grow in the knowledge of you. I ask for the fullness of your life and power in my life so that your purpose for me would prevail. Amen. I truly believe that if we're willing to go out deeper, we'll discover something of God that we will never find on the shallows.